Greetings, friends and brethren. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God. And today's sermon I've titled CCOG 2020 Hindsight, Eight Years of Philadelphian Restoration. December 28, 2020 marks on the Roman calendar the eighth anniversary of the official declaration of the Continuing uh, Church of God as a separate uh, entity, a corporation soul. And a lot's gone on in the Continuing Church of God since uh, we started. Now, we claim the Continuing Church of God best represents the Philadelphian remnant uh, during this Laodicean time. And in this sermon, I want to go over some things that have happened in the past uh, and whether or not any of this shows God's intervention and what's been happening in 2020, what we're doing now, what the plan is, some of the plans for the future. And are we really Philadelphian or are we Laodicean? And, and if you're interested in the truth, how can you tell? One of the reasons I use the term 2020 hindsight is, uh, in addition to the fact this is the year 2020, is because a lot of what happened, we didn't know about some of the reasons why until after the fact. Now, once my former Church of God essentially wrote that it wasn't going to keep its promises, it wasn't going to fix errors, um, they did this in writing on December 28, 2012. That's why uh, my wife Joyce and I left. I concluded that that group no longer could possibly hold the Philadelphia mantle. And it could not be what 1 Timothy 3.15 refers to, the pillar and the ground of truth. And it wasn't standing for uh, the truth the way Jesus would direct it. And therefore, I didn't believe it could possibly be able to have the ability to complete the final phase of the work. Also, I'm going to read uh, Jeremiah uh, 48.10, that applied to them, as far as I was concerned. Jeremiah 48.10 warns, Cursed is he who does the work of the Lord deceitfully. And when they did not have the integrity uh, to do keep their word, and they said they weren't going to keep their word after multiple promises over and over and over again over the years, uh, it was clear to me that they were not then, and still do not, as uh, Timothy wrote, uh, Paul wrote in uh, Timothy uh, 2.15, uh, uh, they weren't rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, my own background wasn't like many who started separate COG organizations. My wife Joyce and I stepped out on faith. We didn't know what would happen with the newly formed Continuing Church of God or, or our business. But we knew that the New Testament in 2 Corinthians 5-7 says we're to walk by faith, not by sight. So we did, which again is different than how many of the other groups formed. Now looking back over our history the last eight years, there are several things that didn't become clear to us until after the fact. But for example, I knew about the two dreams I had uh, that, that preceded the formation of the uh, CCOG. But I didn't have any idea that anybody else had dreams that could be related to uh, uh, myself or the church. Now, there was a person in New Zealand. I never met her, never heard of her. And as far as I know, she hadn't heard of me. And I'll, I tend to mispronounce her name, but I'll try again. Uh, Silva Fai Fiso Liana. 
She goes by name Fai, that I can say. And she had a dream before she went to bed on December 8, 2012. Her dream had 10 people, as well as somebody by the name of Shirley Gestro, leaving my prior organization and going uh, to a place with a white mountain that best understood the covenant and church governance, because mountains can signify church, can signify governance. Now this dream of hers was fulfilled several weeks later when 10 people in New Zealand became part of the newly announced Continuing Church of God. Now since that time, at least five others, which became affiliated with the Continuing Church of God, had confirmed dreams as well. So they have a dream and they're confirmed. Now, purpose of this sermon is not to focus on dreams. We actually have a sermon on uh, Continuing Church of God and dreams that you can watch. But I do want to talk a little bit about this. First of all, let's go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, and we'll start reading verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, and we are in the last days, that I will pour out my flesh on all, excuse me, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. Now we in the continuing church of God have the signs of Acts 2, 17 18. We also have a sermon on that that you can watch. But we saw this in 2020 hindsight. It wasn't planned on our part. In uh, my view, God restored to the continuing church of God some things he granted to the original uh, Church of God, the signs of Acts 2, 17-18. More so than any other church that I'm aware of, uh, and since I've been saying that, no one else has come back and said, oh, their church has more of this, it's simply not the case. Now consider, if you want to, you could go to 1 Thessalonians 5.20. I'm only going to read one small part here. Consider the Apostle Paul, he wrote to Christians, and he had to tell Christians do not despise prophecies. Yet, in this Laodicean age, many do. You know, another hindsight is that, although Peter specified that these signs were going to be for the last days, Laodiceans, which are the bulk of real end-time Christians, they won't accept that God's doing this. That's one of the reasons they're Laodiceans. Oh, they said, yeah, well, God could do some of these signs, but they don't really want to accept that he's actually been providing them in the 21st century. And with these uh, signs, uh, most of the ones who had dreams were somewhat prophetic, and they were later filled, fulfilled. And uh, those who don't see the hand of God in this don't seem to recognize the importance of the fact that Acts 2, 17, 18 was prophesied to be fulfilled during these days. Now another thing with hindsight, back in 2006, I was asked to give sermons at the Feast of Tabernacles. Now I'd never been asked to give sermons before. Sermonettes, yes, but sermons never. I ended up giving two. And while I was thinking about what should I talk about, uh, Deuteronomy 31 uh, came to mind. 
And um, you don't have to go there, but I'll read a few parts of it. Verse 10, at the end of every seven years, at the appointed time of the year release, at the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel comes before the Lord, the place he chooses, you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. You gather people together and uh, so they'll learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully observe all the words of this law. Well, I had been in uh, the Worldwide Church of God, the Global Church of God, Living Church of God, and uh, attended a little bit with the United Church of God. And I'd never heard this done. So I thought it should be done and did a sermon in 2006 where I tried to condense the book of the law, which is kind of hard to do, but I tried anyway. Now, it turns out that 2013 was the first year that the Continuing Church of God held the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, if you're not familiar with the Feast of Tabernacles, it shows up in September or October every year. So when we left December 28, 2012, it was the first Feast of Tabernacles. And in hindsight, this looks like God's perfect timing because what did I do in 2013? Yes, read the book of the law. This time, the entire thing and covered uh, during the Feast of Tabernacles. And we also did the same thing uh, seven years later in uh, 2020. Now, when we formed the commissions that Jesus gave in the book of Matthew and the book of Revelation were important to us. For example, Matthew 24, 14 says, This gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness, and the end will come. And if you're in Matthew, we'll go to Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, in the other Church of God organizations I had been part of, never was I aware of an intentional effort by any of those organizations to actually do this. You say, wait a second, you read Matthew 24, 14, the old Worldwide Church of God was dedicated to doing that. I'm not challenging that part. It's the next part. This is the part in Matthew 28. It says to do it. This is something that had to be restored. And we in the Continuing Church of God did it. What do you mean you did it? In a series of sermons, I went through every verse in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John's Gospels to make sure I covered all the commands of Jesus. Also, there's some other ones in other parts of the Bible, such as uh, uh, Acts and Corinthians, as well as the uh, book of Revelation. We covered everything. We took it more seriously. Others have said, well, it wasn't their tradition. Well, they didn't do that in worldwide, so we don't have to do it. Jesus didn't say, put a little asterisk there, if your prior church organization didn't do this, you don't need to do it. But sadly, that's how most people acted. Now, any other group could have done it. Maybe some other groups have. But nothing I had, no group I had any part of did. And furthermore, I mentioned uh, Jesus' uh, words to uh, in Revelation. So let's go to Revelation 3, starting in verse 7. And to the angel 
of the church in Philadelphia write, and this is Jesus talking, these things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Jesus says, I know your work. See, I set before you an open door and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word. And in the continuing church of God, we have striven to keep Christ's word, which is part of why we read the book of law every seven years, like the Old Testament says, and why we went through all the words of Jesus, as the New Testament says. And have not denied my name. Indeed, I'll make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews but are not, but lie. Indeed, I'll make them come before you and worship before your feet to know that I've loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which will come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. We need to persevere not just with the traditions or lack thereof in the whole worldwide church of God. We actually have to persevere with God's word. Philadelphia is supposed to keep God's word. Now, Jesus said to make disciples and be a witness to all the nations, and he opens and he shuts the door. Now, to reach people, we have a variety of websites and Facebook pages and uh, video channels that reach people all around the world. Uh, we've got uh, many of them, uh, ccog.org, the Facebook pages, CCOG Africa, CCOG.Asia, .in for India, .eu, .nz for New Zealand, CCOG Canada, CDLIDD.es, Spanish language, CG7.org, PHIND.ph4, Philippine. We also have CCOG Animations, Bible News Prophecy Channels. We're on a variety of uh, platforms, I'll get to that uh, later, in order to reach people around the world. And we also, of course, have printed literature. And for example, we have a book, The Gospel of the Kingdom of God. And this book, or any other book or book that I hold up, is available for free. You simply go to ccog.org, go under the literature tab under books and booklets, and you'll find it. And actually, if English is not your preferred language, if you go to ccog.org and you go further down on that homepage, uh, there's 105 languages or so listed. You can click on there and read our literature in over 100 languages. Now, Jesus said about going through an open door. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 2. And so I want to have the Bible interpret itself what this open door means, because different people have different ideas. Paul wrote, 2 Corinthians 2, verse 12, Furthermore, when I've come to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, a door was opened to me by the Lord. So specifically, Paul is saying, Jesus opened a door to preach the gospel. If you go back to 1 Corinthians 16, and I'll go to verse 8, Paul wrote he was going to tarry or wait in Ephesus until Pentecost, which shows he's still keeping Pentecost, for a great and effective door has been opened to me. And uh, furthermore, let's go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 4, and I'll start with verse 2. Colossians 4, Paul wrote, 
Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant, vigilant, excuse me, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I'm also in chains, chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. So that you see open doors proclaim uh, the gospel, which we have, and the mystery of God's plan, which, by the way, we have a book on that. We've restored more on God's plan uh, than any group that I'm aware of uh, since the old Worldwide Church of God. In Acts 14, verse 27, you don't have to go there, Luke wrote, that when they come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them, that God, He had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And this was a big deal. He opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So the Bible's quite clear that the open door is to proclaim the gospel. Now, the, the late pastor general of the old Worldwide Church of God, Herbert W. Armstrong, understood that the door was open to proclaim the gospel. In his book, The Mystery of the Ages, he wrote, Also, a door was open for this leader and or the Philadelphia era of the church to fulfill Matthew 24, 14. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world, witness unto all nations, and the end shall come. Now, it wasn't until the 20th century that the technology of automated uh, transportation and electronic media, like radio and TV, came forth to allow the Church of God to, from one country to have so much international impact. Oh yeah, you could send, a, send missionaries, and for example, the old Church of God Seventh-day did do that, but they're also limited to, into their reach. Now, Herbert W. Armstrong was on radio, uh, and shortwave radio, which reached all around the world at that time, and he also met with various world leaders. And he did proclaim uh, the good news of the kingdom of God. But the end, or the last part of Matthew 24, 14 says, and then the end will come. And the end hasn't come yet, which makes clear that preaching the gospel is something that we still need to do. Now, I have personally visited all continents, uh, except Australia, all inhabited continents, I've been in Antarctica, as well as the regions like the South Pacific. I've uh, been to uh, New Zealand, for example, and we sent people to the Philippines. We've been also, uh, I say, Africa, uh, Europe, North, North and South America. I've preached in, I think, uh, pretty much all those uh, uh, places. Uh, Asia, uh, we had we had somebody over there, and I've done a little bit in Asia, not much. I'd like to do more. Furthermore, uh, I've had 134 radio interviews uh, regarding church matters uh, since the start of the Continuing Church of God, and others in the Continuing Church of God have been on the radio as well. Now, this is in addition to the fact that we have our own online uh, radio broadcast as well that, that uh, Shirley Gestro from New Zealand handles. We go through the doors God opens. Now I'd like to read something else Herbert W. Armstrong taught. Our work in the hands of Christ is not finished and he will not allow the work to stop until it's finished. And when will that be? So since no one can know the day or the hour of his coming, we probably will not be able to know the exact 
day that the 335, 1335 days begins. But apparently, that is the time when our works will end. That's the time the United Europe shall appear the revival of the medieval Holy Roman Empire. We'll be warned, ready to, to take place of refuge and safety from the Great Tribulation. So, according to Herbert Armstrong, it's not over until it's time to flee. As a matter of fact, he also wrote something else. Is Our Great Commission is in God's sight completed. When our Great Commission is in God's sight completed, but that's very important. A lot of people think Herbert Armstrong declared it was finished. No, it's when God says it's finished, and God hasn't declared that yet. Then it says we're to be taken, symbolically flown on two wings of great eagle, taken to a place of protection from the Great Tribulation. So this is one of the reasons why we in the Continuing Church of God continue to work to proclaim the good news of the Kingdom of God. It will be when God says it's done when it's done. Now currently, the Continuing Church of God is leading the final phase of the work, which includes the short work in going through uh, the open doors to proclaim the loving good news of the Kingdom of God. It also includes uh, meeting with various leaders around the world to prepare for different aspects of the uh, proclamation in the future after the Philadelphians flee. Now as far as meeting with various leaders, we've been doing this for some time, including some in 2020. But this is mostly behind the scenes stuff with low level ones and they're not for public broadcast. And because of COVID rules, some of the higher level things we were hoping to do in 2020 didn't happen. We hope it will happen in 2021. But while this phase of the work has been delayed, the door is not closed. As a matter of fact, I got an email this week regarding part of it that uh, stuff should happen in 2021 that I'm uh, working on for very long-term stuff. And uh, uh, in an article called What's the Laodicea to See in Church, the late Leroy Neff wrote, God has set before us an open door and no one can shut it. God can shut it, and he will when the work is finished and a Philadelphia church goes to the place of safety. The Laodicean church is not going to be worthy to escape to the place of safety. When it's too late, they'll find the church of Philadelphia has gone to safety. And the reality is, if people would pay more attention to what the Bible says, except, for example, God's signs of Acts 2, 17, 18, except that the church should teach the book of law every seven years, like the Bible says, the fact that the Christian church should teach everything Jesus commanded to make an effort in order to do so, hopefully some people will understand that. But sadly, many who are in the old worldwide church of God uh, simply never understood what was taught about the open door. And people, many people who have come in to various churches of God since don't really get it either. But the continuing church of God still understands it. And we've and our proclamation efforts are reaching millions through the internet, our videos, radio appearances, printed literature, and personal appearances. So what's the 2020 hindsight here? Well, somebody once asked uh, U.S. President Ronald Reagan how he accomplished so much during his time in office. And his response was something to the effect, you can get a lot more done if you don't care about who gets credit. Well, so what's the point? Well, in the continuing church of God, we striven to go through whatever door Jesus opens. And as it turns out, the doors that have been opened the most are in Africa. So because we don't mainly focus on the Western world, we've had more growth in Africa than any other uh, ex-Worldwide Church of God group in the 21st century. 
Matter of fact, we've had more growth than any uh, uh, of uh, of them. Not not just in Africa, because of our African stuff, we've grown more than the others have. Now that's been happening for a while, but I heard a Protestant speak about Romans eleven twenty five, and the full number of the Gentiles. Now I didn't agree with his interpretation of it, but I did look up the verse, which I'll read, or at least intend to read right now. Romans eleven twenty five. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Perhaps some of that blindness is on uh, Laodicean Israelites. Anyway, after I read that, I wondered what the old Worldwide Church of God taught about it. And I did a search and found that here's some stuff that uh, Herbert Armstrong wrote. Now study carefully, beginning verse 25. Blindness, in part, has happened to Israel. How long? Forever? No. Note it. Until the fullness of the Gentiles has be, come in. The end of this age during which God is calling people from among the Gentiles to bear His name. Acts 15.14 And so says Romans 11.26 All Israel shall be saved. How? As is written. They shall come from Zion to deliver there shall come from Zion to deliver, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. To deliver Jesus Christ is coming again. When he comes, the Gentiles' times will be over. The blindness will be removed from the Israelites, and their opportunity, their first chance of salvation, uh, will then come to those who God had blinded. Uh, he wrote something else similar to this in uh, uh, 1954. And that was written long before I was part of the Worldwide Church of God. Uh, and apart from 1979, I didn't recall hearing that. Maybe, maybe it was read. Um, I did not receive the Pastor General's report in 1979. That only went to the pastors. And ours didn't read everything from it. And I never heard him preach it. Uh, uh, any, of, any of the ministers in uh, the Worldwide Church of God. Uh, and the other groups as far as I can recall. Well, anyway, the scripture clearly says that more Gentiles had to be called, and that's happening. This is part of the 2020 hindsight. Now, the end doesn't come until the gospel of the kings reaches enough nations, and the full number, uh, the term fullness of Gentiles is used, but in the term full number is used in the NIV, NLT, BSB, CEV, GNT, HCSV, ISV, Net Bibles. How they, you know, they say it's the full number of Gentiles. God wants in this age to come in. So hindsight was seeing, yes, more Gentiles were supposed to be added to the church. First they came in, then I read later, oh, they're supposed to be happening. Now, unlike uh, other church of gods in our size range, more than half who came with us did not have a prior worldwide church of God background. So yes, more Gentiles are coming in. And uh, as far as I can tell, more, more coming in to us than, than anyone else. Or a group out there. But, you know, we didn't go out to seek growth in Africa per se. Basically, what, what we did is we put out uh, websites, articles, sermons, and messages and to reach people around the world. And then African leaders contacted me. Now, Laodiceans, however, tend to refuse to accept the biblical need 
for Gentiles. They decide or they reason around it. They say, well, you know, anybody can get Africans to come with them. And since the CCG is mainly African, that doesn't count. But of course, real Christians love everyone. And being a Philadelphian Christian demonstrates that. Well, that anti-African attitude was basically the same attitude that the Jews had in the New Testament times concerning the Gentiles. They didn't think the Gentiles counted. But the Bible teaches otherwise. Let's go to Galatians 3. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ and put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you're in Christ and you're Abraham's seed, seed and heirs according to the promise. Now if you're really praying for God's kingdom to come, as Jesus teaches in Matthew 6.10, you should support CCOG. Now I want to go to Luke chapter 10. You should support us because uh, you should realize that people who may not look like you, or maybe maybe you are a, a, a person of uh, African heritage, maybe they do. You may, but some people think people in those African countries don't count. But Jesus told a racial parable in the book of Luke, chapter ten. I'm going to start with verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. That's Jesus saying, Teacher, what do I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What's written in the law? What's your reading of it? So he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, You answered rightly. Do that and you shall live. But he wanted to justify himself. Don't we all want to justify ourselves? So he's looking for a way out of this. Well, Jesus like, um, Well, who's my neighbor? Jesus answered and said, Now there's a certain man who went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down the road, a true religious person, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, another type of priest, he arrived at the place, came and looked, and he passed on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. When he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him. Whatever more you spend when I come again, I'll repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves, Jesus says. And this lawyer says, Well, to him who showed mercy on him. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Now the Samaritans were considered to be of a different race. Uh, they were uh, basically a mixed breed. And the Jews despised them. They thought they were inferior. Uh, but Jesus taught otherwise. Don't use prejudice and other factors from acting from you acting on the truth. But most people do. I want to read from 1 Corinthians 3. I'm going to read starting with verse 6. I planted, 
Paul wrote. Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he who plants is anything, or he who waters, but God gives the increase. Now in 2020 hindsight, that's basically how I feel about uh, evangelist uh, Evans or Evans or Evans, as we would say here, Oshing, and myself in Africa. In general, I spread the seed via the internet. Some people contact me, and after I try to screen out the non-Church of God ones, the ones from Africa are passed on to, to Evans. Now Evans then screens them, normally first over the telephone and then in person, and therefore then he figuratively waters by giving more instruction. Now because of my writing, I'm kind of doing some of the watering as well. But God is the one who calls in the first place. Now, uh, we put out in a, a recent letter to the brethren a list of people in different countries. And uh, as of uh, mid-December of 2020, we have 5,275 people. Now, there are additional people in some nations we didn't list uh, who have expressed interest with us. And there are a couple of groups that uh, have expressed interest in becoming part of us. We'll see. But overall, we have supporters in at least uh, 30 nations. Uh, but yes, we've had some losses of Congress from time to time, but we've grown every year since we've, we formed. The Continuing Church of God has, the fast, has, has been the fastest growing of all Church of God groups in the 21st century, whose main leaders have been once part of the old worldwide Church of God. So that was happening in the past, and up to kind of up to speed. Now, what's been happening in 2020? Well, in 2020... In February, we sent uh, Terry, Andre, and Asher uh, Nelson to Kenya, Malawi, Mozambique. Uh, we sent them to distribute Church of God literature in those lands, meet with the members, uh, meet with the leaders, and to try to better see the needs of the congregations they visited. And shortly thereafter, Restrictions related to the novel coronavirus, which was renamed uh, COVID-19, impacted uh, much of the world. Some groups, uh, not in the continuing church of God, but some groups stopped all in-person church services, and some stopped none. In the continuing church of God, we told leaders around the world to see how they could best function based on local laws, and this generally went well. And the fact is that for uh, the Western Hemisphere, South Pacific, and Europe, uh, we're mainly already providing services over the internet. So there was no real disruption for those locations. So in 2020 hindsight, what we were doing was fine. In Africa, though, we, in Africa, though, we had to take steps, particularly because Passover is coming up, and try to figure out what to do. In some locations, let's say they had a limit of 50 people or 100 people or whatever it was, have to have services a couple times a day. So some people could go one, the other part. But we were able to do this. Uh, we try to do what we could to, be, to not trigger the wrath of local authorities if we don't have to. Of course, we must obey God rather than men, but we were able to uh, toe the line, if you will. Now, furthermore, uh, partially because of the Nelson trip, we also uh, assisted an irrigation project in Malawi to increase local food production. We also got projects started in uh, Kenya, Malawi, and Mozambique to set up egg production businesses to assist with food and uh, livelihood needs. And also the Nelsons got involved in the fishing boat and fish production process. Uh, uh, new congregations were formed and visited in Africa later in 2020. And uh, new members 
in 2020 came to CCOG from different nations. And we had our highest uh, USA Feast of Tabernacles attendance in 2020. And I mentioned before, we read the Book of the Law in 2020, because it was seven years later, that's what we're supposed to do. But there are other, there are other challenges in 2020. For example, we're on uh, four video platforms, and one of them is uh, Vimeo. And they, sent us, they removed one of our videos, and they sent us a notice that said, Hello, Bible News Prophecy. Your video, COVID-19 leading to 666, has been removed for violating our guidelines. Reason? You cannot upload videos that depict or encourage self-harm, falsely claim that mass tragedies are hoaxes, or perpetuate false or misleading claims about vaccine safety. For more information on our content and community policies, please see this URL. If you believe this is an error, please reply to this message as soon as possible to explain. Well, I did respond because their accusations were not true. Here's a, So they said, write an appeal. So I did. Dear Vimeo, your removal doesn't make sense to us. Your stated reason for removal is, quote, you cannot upload videos that depict or encourage self-harm, falsely claim mass tragedies are hoaxes, or perpetuate false or misleading claims about vaccine safety. Our video does not depict or encourage self-harm, falsely claim that mass tragedies are hoaxes, or perpetuate false or misleading claims about vaccine safety. None of those are matters in the video. Is the real concern you don't believe we can quote biblical prophecies and tie them in with world events? Because that's what the video does. Is there a specific statement that you have a problem with? If there is, let me know. But reviewing your guidelines, we violated none of them. Please reconsider, this makes no sense to us. But Vimeo never responded, they never restated it. Understand that as far as much the secular world is concerned, tying biblical prophecies to world events is something they don't want to consider. Now, we don't just rely on Vimeo, but we've got three other platforms, and that video is still up on those. But the fact that Vimeo removed one of our videos that did not violate its stated guidelines shows that our long-standing position that Internet censorship will be a major part of the coming famine of the word discussed in Amos 8, 11, and 12 was correct. Now, while we already believed that, Vimeo's uh, actions provide 2020 hindsight that our view on this was right. Furthermore, in uh, September 2020, uh, Facebook uh, censored uh, a post that I wrote, uh, but that one's still available at Cogwriter. That post didn't violate Facebook's guidelines, but they censored it anyway. In addition, Two platforms that we're on, which are BitChute and Brighteon, they were restricted by big tech this year in October and November. And that impacted our viewership at all. It wasn't because restrictions that BitChute said they had a problem or Brighteon with what we were doing, but big tech didn't like some other stuff on BitChute and Brighteon and shut them down for a while. They just didn't like certain political commentary. Now, the fourth platform we're on is YouTube. And YouTube put a COVID warning on many of our videos this year, as well as warnings on a couple of other of our videos. And they do this to try to make people distrust them or to make them uh, discourage them from watching them. In addition, YouTube looks like they've increased the amount of shadow banning they do for our videos in 2020, which makes them less likely to go viral. What is shadow banning? Well, 
YouTube is owned by Google, and they what they can do is if they don't like the thrust of your channel, make it so even though people are looking for stuff on your channel or your videos, make it so when you do an internet search, you don't come up for the first page like you should, because if your content more closely matches what people are looking for, but you might come forth this sixth page or whatever, and people don't go that far back. They call that shadow banning. It's a form of censorship. Now I mentioned COVID. Now this one will be kind of interesting, I think. Uh, there was an anti-Church of God person who posted on the internet. He calls himself Tonto. And he put out a uh, public ridicule of me on an anti-Church of God website. And Tonto said, If Teal was, that means me, was such a great prophet, then why didn't he specifically and directly warn the world about this coronavirus several weeks ago? Okay, so this is what he wrote, and it was posted. And actually, I had warned about risks associated with the coronavirus back in 2013 and 2014. Plus, in 2018, and I didn't mention the uh, coronavirus that time, I talked about human-engineered pathogens. Now, we don't know if the coronavirus was human-engineered at all or not. It may or may not have been. And I also warned about that in 2019. But humans mess around with viruses like what was officially being done at the Wuhan facility in China posed risks. And I warned about those risks, including research involving the coronavirus for years. Now pretty much every day, I pray and ask God to assist me in choosing the topics that I write about at CogWriter. And if it happened to be a few times, I actually also specifically mentioned coronavirus. Now there was something else that happened in 2020, and I think this is a good place to bring this up. A prospective member in Australia posted some questions at a uh, Roman Catholic uh, news site. And so uh, this is uh, some of what uh, he had said, he, he wrote me about. He says, I've had some correspondence with a Catholic news site with a Catholic who seems knowledgeable of Catholic doctrines. I posted some questions and stated some passages. This person decided to tell me to read up what Catholic scholars write. So I saw this as an opportunity to say our church looks deeply into what Catholic scholars and fathers write. I mentioned Polycarp's trip to Rome and the Roman bishop to tell him not to change the date of Passover. And, and I asked, why, don't, asked her why she didn't listen to the church, that church father. I also directed this person to the church history booklet. So we've got this. That would be this one, Continuing History of the Church of God. And I mentioned it has hundreds of references that the Catholic Church accepted. She accused me of having beliefs that the Protestants didn't even accept. And I said I was glad because our church can trace their history back to Pentecost 31 before the Protestants exist. Matter of fact, we have a book, Hope of Salvation, How the Continuing Church of God from Protestantism. Anyway, this person went right in the attack to my most recent response. I've ceased being part of it. She says that we're part of a cult. Paul was told he's a part of a cult. And we're blessed when people say evil things about us. Anyway, then he uh, sent me some of what this person posted. This Catholic, Roman Catholic person. You cannot seriously expect us to be interested in the opinion of a man who thinks that everybody got things completely wrong for nearly two millennia until he came along. Your CCOG was founded in 2012 by Bob Teal, you mentioned. 
is an offshoot of Living Church of God, which was founded in 1998. It's an offshoot of the Worldwide Church of God, previously called the Worldwide Church of God, now called Grace Community International, which was founded in 1934 by Herbert W. Armstrong. That, in turn, was an offshoot of the Oregon Conference of the Church of God, Seventh-day, founded in 1858 by... Gilbert Cramner. That in turn sprang from the Millerites in the 1830s. The Church of God, including your branch, cannot trace its origins back to Pentecost with any legitimacy. I stand corrected as whether you are Protestant, as you appear to be one of the splinter groups that do not accept basic Christian beliefs. The CCOG is a non-Christian cult. So that's it. So he sent this to me. Now this triggered me to do a lot more research into apostolic succession. Now I had done this when I was in the Living Church of God up till around 200, 220 or so AD. And I also looked at some other things. Well, because of this, I decided to look a lot more again. I ended up speaking to leaders in Church of God Seventh-day Denver, Church of God Seventh-day uh, Salem, West Virginia, the Meridian Church of God Seventh-day, and look more into various things. One thing I learned was that, I, that the old Worldwide Church of God taught more on apostolic succession than most others in the Church of God realize. Plus, in our list, our CCOG list, we do not include uh, Gilbert Cramner nor the Millerites. I've seen some errors in some of the writing for the old Radio Worldwide Church of God included Sabbath keepers, which were more Protestant than the Church of God, and I didn't include them. And so we have a version of a succession list in this booklet, or book here. And I'm planning on working on that more, because for the final phase of the work, we've got to be able to go against the Greco-Romans, basically the uh, Church of Rome and the... Uh, uh, Eastern Orthodox who claim they have apostolic succession. And so we now have a, a better uh, list, a more detailed list than I've ever seen anybody in the Church of God uh, do. Now, as far as quoting the early church fathers go, as they're called, I never claim to be the first to do it. This person was wrong with saying that. The old Worldwide and Radio Church of God did this also. And actually, when I was doing more research this past summer, I came across writings that showed somebody in the early 1600s who had Church of God doctrines was condemned by a Roman Catholic priest for doing the same thing. Uh, even though that person couldn't explain why his church considered people like Polycarp to be saints, but they wouldn't follow what Polycarp taught. So no, I didn't say I'm the first one in 2,000 years. The old Radio Church of God, Worldwide Church of God, knew about Polycarp and Polycrates. And in the 1600s, uh, uh, John Trask, or Trasky did it as well. And so we're doing more research to prove that, no, we're, this did not just pop up. And we now have a, a better list uh, from basically 1617 to present. Now, the list that uh, I put together is not the only possible list. There's a couple of times they could go different ways. And then since uh, the departure or the death of Herbert R. Armstrong, a bunch of other groups or whatever, even before his death, and I'm not saying other groups don't have any type of succession, but I will say that continuing Church of God, we hold the Philadelphia mantle, and we've published the most comprehensive succession list of any Church of God I've ever seen. 
I even contacted some groups who claimed they had one. I won't mention one particular one here, but their literature indicated they had one. I called them up. Do you have one? No. Your literature says it. Well, that's not really what it means. Uh, but, but we actually do have one. But, you know, some people don't want to believe the truth. So, sadly, people want to believe lies. Uh, there was a, a study in 2010 by two psychologists that found facts often don't get people to change their opinion. If you're not interested in facts to possibly change your opinion, then don't read our literature, don't read the Bible, uh, don't pay attention to what we say. But if you are one willing to believe the truth, let facts change you, then hopefully by bringing up information, you'll listen. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. The Roman Catholic gal uh, trashed me a little bit, but let's read this, 2 Timothy 3, starting verse 12. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now, I believe the one who's saying bad things about me, she was deceived. She's been deceived because she won't really look at the facts. She's heard traditions over the time. Now, my online reputation has been highly trashed by liars, some of which claim to be in the Church of God, as many who claim to have once been part of the Church of God. They've called me a liar or falsely re uh, and, or false repeatedly, not because they can cite any lie, because they don't agree with what I've taught or are interpreted matters. Now, in 2020, we also saw evangelist Ivan's Oshing Elder Sasha Veljic, Deacon Richard Close, and one of our speakers, uh, uh, Steve Dupuy, maligned online by people who disdain the truth. Now, related to one of the attacks, uh, Elder uh, Veljic, Sasha out of uh, Serbia wrote, I rejoice greatly in light of Matthew 5, 11, 12. So let's read Matthew 5, 11, 12. The words of Jesus. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you, falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Hence, those who are wrongly persecuted are subject to God's blessing. Sadly, many Christians, particularly non-Philadelphian ones, want to believe various lies. Let's go to Jeremiah 17. People like to trust themselves, but, you know, things aren't always as they seem to us. Jeremiah was inspired to write, Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doing. Now, those of us in the Church of God have had a lot of, of tests and trials. Satan wants us to become discouraged. He doesn't want us to make it. We cannot believe the lie that the Church of God was not the original Christian church. And in the continuing Church of God, we've done more to demonstrate the connection there and throughout history than any group since the old worldwide Church of God. And our succession list uh, is greater than one they've ever came up with because I never really saw a list from them. And we must strive to produce the Philadelphian fruits God wants us to have. 
We also have to look past this present physical uh, existence to the future coming kingdom of God. We must listen to God and remind ourselves, as Paul wrote in Romans 8, verse 19, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. Now, related to Philadelphian and non-Philadelphian Christians, speaking with people in the Sardis and Laodicean groups, as well as putting information related to the Seventh-day Baptists and the Seventh-day Adventists in our thick book, Hope of Salvation, How the Continuing Church of God Differs from Protestantism. Now, this triggered some additional research and led to the realization that a website, or URL, called cg7.org was not being used. It was available for purchase, so we acquired it. And I consider this to be an open door to reach Sabbatarians, a Church of God or otherwise. And as a matter of fact, I actually got two emails from a Seventh-day Adventist pastor in South Africa uh, this past week. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he found it from cg7.org website. And we've also been promoting this on a Microsoft uh, Internet campaign. Oh, in 2020, we finally picked up the URL ccog.africa. We originally paid for it and reserved it back in 2014, but there were problems among the African nations and competing internet firms, so we didn't get it for a while. I mentioned uh, internet campaigns. Uh, we've actually reached uh, over 207 million computers. Uh, uh, well, probably we had 207 million computer impressions, so, so some computers multiple times, related to our Google ad campaigns since we started them in 2013. And we've had millions of views of our uh, online videos. Uh, speaking of online videos, which are sermons and sermonettes, in 2020 we finally have gotten them translated into the Spanish language, uh, which was handled by somebody in uh, Puerto Rico and somebody in California. This is fantastic and ongoing. This is something we've long wanted to have. We're also working with somebody else in Puerto Rico from a different organization who's interested in our Spanish language literature. And we sent him some of it. Uh, uh, he uh, uh, actually registered us over there uh, to be in a better position to uh, reach people in general as well as reach people who speak Spanish. But also, we will be better prepared to reach people with Roman Catholic backgrounds who was interested in being part of the original uh, Catholic Church of God. Uh, I mentioned uh, our Gospel of the Kingdom booklet uh, in over 100 languages. We actually updated it in 2020 online uh, with some stuff. And Now, as some of you know, we have a daily uh, uh, Church of, Cogwriter, Church of God uh, news uh, e-zine. That's an email magazine uh, thing comes out every day. And we also finished a couple of uh, long books in uh, uh, 2020. Uh, one was this Hope of Salvation book, How We Differ from Protestantism. Now the next one won't look like it's a long book, but it's basically finished. Just, uh, this is just a mock-up of the cover. Uh, Who Gave the World the Bible? We now have uh, several very long books. Uh, for example, uh, let's pull up uh, two more. Proof Jesus is the Messiah and Universal Offer of Salvation. Again, all these available at the ccog.org website. This differs from what other group, many others are doing in the 21st century. Why? Because all things are supposed to be restored. Jesus said that would happen in Matthew 17, 11, and we're working on it. We also started to put up 
a few papers on a site called academia.edu. Now this gives a witness to the more educated population uh, who otherwise wouldn't be paying attention to our message. And who knows, maybe one day God will call one or more academic types uh, from around the world into the CCOG. But of course we strive to reach all people. We published 18 lessons and four tests for our Study the Bible course. Now this takes a lot of work to put together because we're using the old Radio Church of God lessons which don't have copyrights on them anymore. But they're so old they need major updates including for some changes position that they had or we've had. And there are some errors that need to be corrected. And uh, there are also more insights that we add to this. And uh, uh, I want to give a shout out if I can use that term to Shirley Gestro for assisting me on that. Uh, we also completed more levels of the used Bible lessons. Uh, we now have uh, uh, six levels that have between 12 and 14 uh, lessons each. In Malachi chapter 4, let's go there. Saturday verse 5 says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, the late pastor general of the old Worldwide Church of God, Herbert W. Armstrong, he interpreted this to at least partially mean that the church had to take some steps to better reach their youth. Now, how do we try to do that in the CCOG? Well, obviously we try to provide biblical instructions in sermons and sermonettes. Um, we also put together a sermonette video called Five Rules of Effective uh, Parenting and, and published a related article so parents can do better with this. Uh, we try to provide opportunities and ways to give parents uh, children teaching opportunities. Uh, we're also looking at perhaps doing some uh, animated uh, uh, literature. We also have uh, some animated videos. We're in the process of doing more of the old uh, youth Bible lessons. And uh, we also are looking to go beyond what the old uh, Worldwide Church of God did with there. We've tried to put some more youth information, oriented information, into Bible News Prophecy Magazine. We started before the uh, Q&A section. We've tried to add some more stuff as well. In parts of Africa, we also have had youth camps. Uh, and uh, uh, the end, uh, this year, we expect uh, eight such camps in 2020. Normally, they would have been a little earlier in the year. Uh, usually, we do it toward the first part of December, but because of COVID, there were a few minor issues, but uh, those should be going on uh, before the end of the year here. Because the book of Malachi prophesies that turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and vice versa needs to happen at the end, we thought we should share you know, some of that to you. Now, one thing, uh, sometimes people will ask us about uh, income. As I think most of you know, my wife and I do not take a salary from the church. So when I talk about income, it isn't to benefit ourselves financially. Uh, we are tithe payers. <laughs> um, Anyway, as far as income goes, um, as of uh, 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 mid-December uh, 2020, uh, it's up a little over 30% over last year. And I was, we didn't, I was concerned that our income might drop like it happened to a lot of other nonprofit organizations in the United States because of COVID, but that didn't happen to us and said it went up, which is helpful because there were COVID-related crises in uh, uh, Africa that we had to deal with, government shutting certain things down, Self-employed people couldn't have enough money to eat, so we had to provide a few things along that. So we, we spent the extra money uh, uh, to essentially 
help out problems that were caused by COVID as well as go through some doors that maybe we wouldn't be able to go through otherwise. So what lies ahead? Um, well, let's go to uh, Romans chapter 9. We're going to talk about the short work. Isaiah, I'm sorry, I should tell you what verse, I'm sorry. Romans 9, sorry, verse 27. Isaiah cries out concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, the remnant will be saved. So it's a small amount that, who are called in this age. But more will be called come in the age to come. And since I've mentioned calling twice, I should also put out, we have a book, Is God Calling You? Uh, just, uh, in more details than I've seen in uh, other Church of God literature. It definitely um, offers salvation, universal offers salvation. More scriptures. Anyway, verse 28. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness, because the Lord will make a short work on the earth. And as Isaiah said before, unless the Lord the Sabbath had left us a seed, we should become as Sodom and made like Gomorrah. So we have been working, preparing a short work. One of the reasons for all the websites that we have is for when the time comes and major media pays more attention to us, pays more attention to us, people go to our websites in multiple languages and we will have enough information, we believe, to fulfill Matthew 24, 14 to God's satisfaction. Because that, that is going to happen. Now the short work precedes a time of destruction. Uh, I'd like to read uh, something from a Protestant source called Gill's Exposition of the Entire Bible. For he will finish the work. The passage has some difficulty. Some, instead of work, read account. And suppose it's an allusion to balancing of account when the remainder is cut off. But others read it the word. Others of the gospel, bringing in and revealing perfect righteousness. Those who think God's work, his strange work is meant, his work of punitive judgment he will finish, cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make on the earth when he will cut off and destroy the greater part of the people of the Jews and save the remnant. But the short work, what that reminds us of is something Jesus talked about. And that is Mark 4.14, 4, the sower sows the word. So whether it's called the short work or the short word, because literally in the Greek it's a short word, this is going to happen. Now, some of the Church of God background might be interested in what uh, the late Herbert Armstrong wrote about Romans 9.28. He said, God, just as Jesus said God will cut short the days of great tribulation. So he tells the apostle, through the apostle Paul, he will cut short this work. Listen carefully, for he will finish the work, cut it short in righteousness, because a short work of the Lord make on the earth. Co-workers, we need to wake up. It's far later than we think, and it's much later than when he wrote this back in 1968. There's precious little time left. We need to be stirred, to be frightened, just enough to realize the seriousness of the time, the seriousness of this work. And I'm wondering, and I'm working on something right now, don't think uh, the United States is going to last two more presidential terms. Uh, we'll go into that in another message. Anyway, so yes, the time is getting shorter and shorter. And anyway, Herbert Armstrong wrote, This is God's doing, not mine. You are privileged, as well as I, to have a part in it. 
We need to dedicate ourselves to it as the most important things in our lives by far. And in the Continuing Church of God, we've been preparing for this short work. We're preparing for something like uh, the late uh, artist Andy Warhol indicated as far as uh, 15 minutes of fame. He said this would happen to individuals and they get a, a short period of influence. And we're, we're working on that. One of the things we uh, expect to do, by the way, in 2020, I'm working on a book uh, for more of the secular audience, and that's why I was talking about two presidential terms. And one of the, reason, the main reason I'm writing this book is in order to see if we can get on more radio stations and get more information out there and get uh, more uh, attention from, from the media. Not because the, short, the work is going to be cut short in 2021, but because uh, they need a witness and we try to reach who we can and go through every doors that we can and uh, we see another opportunity to do this starting uh, in 2021. Now I'd like to read something from the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel uh, 11, starting verse 25. Uh, we see uh, that someone's going to stir his power and courage against the king of south, the great army. They're going to speak lies at the same table. And we're going to be telling people about this. And this is going to upset the world, or excuse me, it's going to upset the king of the north. And the world will pay attention to us for a short period of time. If you continue in Daniel 11, going down to verse 29, you see he's going to return. And I want to read this from the New Living Translation. Uh, so, uh, verse, well, let me read verse 29 from the King, New King James. I'm going to read verse 30 from the New Living. At the appointed time, he, the king of the north, will return, he's the beast, and go toward the south, but be not like the former or the latter. Verse 30 from the New Living Translation. For warships from western coastlands will scare him off. He will withdraw and return home. But he will vent his anger upon the people, the holy covenant, and reward those who forsake the covenant. Now, in the uh, New King James, they have the word Cy Cyprus. That's a mistranslation. The King James used the word Kittim, which means western lands. The king of the north is going to be stopped by a western naval power. And he's going to be more enraged at the people of the Holy Covenant than western power. Why? Because we are going to be identifying him. We, by this stage, in the Canadian Church of God, will have a pretty good idea who the king of the north is. We're going to be saying this. We'll get our 15 minutes of fame. People are going to look at what we're doing and what we've been doing. Uh, now this won't happen until uh, some... This will start happening after the person who's the king of the north will have been a prince in Daniel 9, uh, 26 and 27 related to a peace deal. And we'll have uh, more opportunity to know what's going to happen before this happens. We will know prior to the European King of the North dealing with Western naval ships, meaning from the United States, perhaps Canada, maybe the UK. We'll know about this, that he's the King of the North before he does this. So when he's doing this, we will identify him and people will follow and know that we are doing this. They might think we're nuts. They're going to say we're a cult. They'll say all kinds of weird things about us. But um, then they may contact you what do you mean you? Yes, you. Daniel 11, starting verse 33. 
And those with insight will instruct many. How are you going to instruct many? You think you're just somebody out wherever you are because people are going to want to know who's in this church. Maybe local TV or radio stations will interview you. We don't know how it's going to go, but you're going to instruct many. For a time to, to fall the sword and flame. There'll be persecution as well. When they fall, people will be granted a little help. Many will join them insincerely. Some of the wise uh, will fall. This is from the BSB translation. To be refined, purified, made spotless till the time of the end. Now, those with insight are going to be the Philadelphian Christians, as, as well as probably some other supporters. And they're going to instruct many. This is when the short work is going to be done. And this is going to lead to the famine of the word. Some in the Philadelphia remnant are going to be explained that Jesus Christ is the king, and the kingdom of God is what you should pay attention to, and that's what you need, not the rise of this militaristic leader. And according to Daniel 11, 32, the people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. Hundreds of millions, if not billions, are going to receive a partial witness. And that's going to likely trigger the king of the north to take actions that will lead to the end, including various persecutions uh, that are in uh, uh, the book of Daniel, chapter 7 and chapter 11, as well as in Revelation 13. And what many of the volunteers in the Continuing Church of God are now doing is involved in preparing and or translating materials in multiple languages for multiple websites to provide a witness to those who are going to look later. And by going to our sermons, paying attention to our sermons, hopefully you're learning stuff so you will be one that can instruct many. Um, and as far as uh, other things, as I said, we talk about radio, I see, see more things that are going to open up uh, with, with that. Now, in summary, when my wife and I decided to separate from our former Church of God group, we had to walk out on faith. We could have possibly lost our business and livelihood, as running the Continuing Church of God takes a lot of time away from our business. We considered the cost, but through God's grace, our business has continued, even though uh, we've worked, uh, even as we've worked on an unpaid basis for the CCOG. We're clearly not hirelings ministering for a paycheck because we don't take a salary. In hindsight, 2020 hindsight, this has made available funds for the CCOG, which we've used to go through open doors as well as provide physical and spiritual assistance to people in places like Africa and Haiti. Let's go to Acts chapter 20. Starting in verse 33, the Apostle Paul said, I've coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities for those who are with me. Same goes for my family as well, my wife and I. Paul writes, I've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And my wife and I not taking a salary and having funds go to support the poor uh, and the, the weak. We've been doing just like the Apostle Paul said we're supposed to do. And remember the words of Lord Jesus that he said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Supporting the weak and the poor is something Christian leaders are supposed to do, and that's something that's been restored to the continuing church of God, or in the continuing church of God. Now, we didn't start out with this intention to spend as much as we do on the poor. 
But it worked out that way. And perhaps that's part of the reason why with 2020 hindsight, the Continuing Church of God has been the fastest growing XWCG group in the 21st century. We have the fruits. Now sure, biblically, I'm aware that uh, I'm entitled to take a salary. You can look that up in 1 Corinthians 9.14, the Apostle Paul wrote that. And perhaps someday my wife and I will, but it's not in our, uh, uh, our plans. But considering something else that the Apostle Paul wrote, this is 1 Corinthians 7, verse 26. Because of this present distress, that's good for a man to remain as he is. Now, in this passage, yes, he's talking about remaining in your marital status. Now, my marital status is the same as it's been for the last uh, uh, 39 years. So, But because of the present distress in Africa, I haven't been able to take a salary. But because I haven't, we've been able to help the poor and hungry in Africa, as well as what you find what you could call missionary trips to places in Africa and elsewhere. And as far as Africa and elsewhere go, there are people who were once part of the old Worldwide Church of God who haven't known what to do for many years. And through God's grace, some of them have been led to the continuing Church of God. And there are others God is leading to the continuing Church of God that, aren't, that were not part of the old Worldwide Church of God. The Bible says that God calls, and we in the continuing Church of God are striving to listen to God. Anyway, our future plans are to continue to go through doors that God opens. And since we don't normally know those, all those doors in advance, we need to be nimble enough and humble enough to change, to go through them. Our future plans are to go forward, to go through open doors, work on websites and literature, and to do more radio. I'd like to read something from uh, Herbert W. Armstrong's uh, last uh, letter. He wrote, the greatest work lies ahead. Never before in the history of the church has been possible to reap such great a harvest. It's only been made possible through modern technology, beginning with the printing press, radio, and television. Each of you must commit yourselves to support God's work. God's work must push ahead as never before. God is opening new doors in television. But there's a door he didn't know about. That was internet television. Say we're on four internet platforms in order to do that. I'd like to read from Hebrews chapter 2, starting verse 1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we drift away, which is what happened with a lot of Laodiceans. Verse 4. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and the gifts of His Spirit according to His will. Non-believers and Laodiceans will not accept how God works. They also don't understand or care enough, even if they do, which church has a leadership mantle. On the one hand, there's various ones who claim you need to see divine intervention to show which is the most faithful Christian church. On the other hand, most won't accept that one of the ways that God said he would intervene in the last day was through dreams, that they were among the signs prophesied for the last days in Acts 2, 17, 18. You can look that up. Now consider... I want you to go to Zechariah 4, verse 6. Consider that the Bible teaches that at least part of the final phase of the work is going to be done by God's Spirit through His people, but many will not have the faith to believe. 
Zechariah 4, verse 6. This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And we've had the most confirmed signs of that spirit. We're supposed to walk by faith, not by sight. And I want to read Habakkuk 1, verse 5. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astonished. For I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told you. Are you one of the people who be told and you won't believe? I frequently like to quote Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6. I'd like to do it again. Trust in the Lord with, eternal, with all your heart. And lean not to your understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. But most won't do that. Next verse. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. But according to Jesus, in Revelation 3, 14 to 22, the Laodiceans are wise in their own eyes. I remember talking to some a pastor in my old church organization, and I said, what is some spiritual sign that God uses is one people aren't comfortable with. Maybe they won't believe. And that's happened. Now, in the 21st century, the continuing church of God has had unmatched growth. In hindsight, we see God opening doors, blessing our efforts, and providing more last day signs than any other church we're aware of. It doesn't mean that this same type of growth must continue, but it of itself should be revealing to those who will listen. Luke 8.8, 8, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Same type of thing is also mentioned in Revelation uh, 2 and 3. Can you, are you willing to see the hand of God in this? Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. Last passage I plan to start off. Verse 6. Peter wrote, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, the scenes don't want to do that. That he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Yes, you. you know, I held up this particular book, Mystery of God's Plan, Why Did God Create Anything? Why Did God Make You? goes in more depth than this than anything I'd seen in any of my other previous Church of God affiliations. God does have a plan for you. And you can learn more about it. Go to ccog.org and you can find this booklet. Verse uh, 8, 1 Peter 5. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in faith. Believe what the Bible says. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us in the eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Will you be perfected in Accept the settled word of God? Believe it. Well, Jesus warned that the bulk of end-time Christians wouldn't listen to him enough, but they would trust themselves to be Laodicean. Don't be like them. In hindsight, 2020 hindsight, it's shocking how the Laodiceans won't believe the signs of Acts 2, 17, 18. Through God's Spirit, we in the continuing Church of God have been able to have unique fruits, uh, like uh, dreams, fulfilled prophecies, radio interviews, uh, that unlike uh, any other actual Church of God has actually had. 
We've had tremendous growth in membership while we've reached people all around the world. Please, be ready to do your part. Strive to grow in grace and knowledge. In these past eight years or so, yes, I believe we've been demonstrating, we've been truly living, we've been truly listening to God. We've been blessed by God's grace and are still leading the final phase of the work, which hopefully you will also wish to support. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Continuing Church of God.